awards show or something, right? Uh, it is. So, lots of room back that way as well. Um, we're bringing more chairs in just a second. More chairs coming. I'm Dan. A couple chairs over here for anyone. We got to get comfy. This is amazing. We have chairs for everybody. Like <laughs> no standing around a coffee table. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So, welcome to the Game Audio Podcast at GDC Morning Meetup. Thanks for coming. Uh, who was here last year at Sight Glass? Cool. Good to see you. Um, we made the change this year to Sennheiser. They're gracious enough to let us use the space uh, so that we could increase the accessibility for this event uh, and also lower the noise floor. <laughs> Minus 30 dB. Yeah. And so, again, very thankful to be here today, and thanks to everyone for showing up. I see a lot of coffee. You're all adulting very well. <laughs> nice work. Um, who was here yesterday? Okay, what's different? Cheers. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so we were crammed in the back yesterday. It was a little tight, but it was cozy. Um, we're trying this space today. Get some feedback from me later. Let me know how it goes. I almost feel like I need to like in this corner, <laughs> you know, like it's somehow. And plus, we've got this crazy uh, ambisonic microphone, so it's like, special. <laughs> so if we just kind of walk, walk around, around. <laughs> and we can talk the whole time. Do some spatial audio distinction. So. That's the setup. Um, we're both recording this for the podcast and posterity. Uh, one of the goals that Anton Waldheck, co-founder of the Game Audio Podcast, and I set out when we started recording these uh, conversations, community conversations at GDC, was to try and push this further outside of the community here on the ground and bring the entire worldwide game audio community into these conversations uh, as a way to kind of elevate uh, everyone with the knowledge share that's going on here. Um, so we're also live streaming it on Twitch. Uh, crazy technology. I've got to shout out again to Anton Waldheck, uh, who is not here this year because he's usually the person that takes care of this technology thing. And that it works at all is a minor miracle. Despite being a technical sound designer, the hardware thing is just not usually me. Um, with me today as a guest co-host for this community discussion is Kate. Hi, everyone. Hey, hey. Uh, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Uh, so format, uh, and one more time, folks who have been to this before, great. Folks who have not, great. The loose rundown of this is, uh, we talk about what happened yesterday, things that you experienced, maybe cool conversations you had, or awesome inspirations. Uh, and then at some point we shift and we start talking about what's happening today in game audio. What are we doing? Uh, what presentations people are excited about? Uh, and then maybe try to flash forward to what's happening tonight. So that's the loose format uh, of this. And of course, we take our uh, segues and diversions where we can get them, uh, as long as we stay loosely on topic, uh, respectful and inclusive. Um, and something we're trying this year is when it's the first time you contribute, uh, if you could say your name, uh, the gender pronouns that you use, and we're going to go with side? Like audio slash game developing identity. <laughs> Technical right. sound, whatever, whatever you may be. Yeah, VFX artist, animator, sound designer, however you're identifying. Um, so, with that, got anything else? That's it. Housekeeping. We want to do some stretching. 
Oh, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So I think last year uh, we had one day where we did a um, game audio yoga to kick off, kick off psych class. It's still the beginning of the week, so I still see the life in everyone's eyes. <laughs> Perhaps by the end of the week there will be life behind the eyes, but maybe not under the eyes. <laughs> so well, what we did is we did like a, a five minute meditation yoga just to, just to stretch and kind of calm down and like kind of prepare ourselves for the craziness and the movement of the day that is to come. So it was, it was very well received, so we're gonna try it again. Uh, so let's all start just by closing our eyes. Put down your coffees, your water bottles, and let's start by taking just a moment to observe the breath. Just a natural breath, no need to do anything fancy. Just notice the way the breath moves in, below the upper nostrils, above the upper lip, and how it moves out. And just pay attention to this little area. And notice how the air might be moving through it, around the opening of the nostril. Maybe it's left, maybe it's the right. And you might realize there's another thought on your mind. It's okay, acknowledge that. And come back to the breath. And we're gonna use this moment to just find the calm of the space and to find and take stock of where our body is right now. Maybe you didn't get much sleep last night. Maybe you are very well rested. Either way, take notice. Feel any stiffness. Feel any blockages. And while you're doing that, just start slowly rotating the neck. Just begin an easy stretch. We're all sitting right now, so we'll keep things simple. Just rotate it slowly in one direction. And each step, just feeling the gentle pull of the muscle and letting it slowly come and down. And when you're ready, and when it feels right, go ahead and move in the opposite direction. Go ahead and reach our right hand up and stretch. All the while keeping our awareness on our breath still. And as you breathe, let the breath move through the body, through the muscles that are stretching. And while your right hand is up stretching, let the other one join. Ah. Let's see. We have space, so very carefully, why don't we all take a moment to stand and get a little bit of movement in our body. Ready? Come back and let's close our eyes and come back to the breath. I should have started with the standing. <laughs> <laughs> now, very slowly, 
one vertebrae at a time, slowly with awareness of your body and awareness of the space around you, move down into a forward fold. Let the air out. In. If you can touch the floor, fantastic. If you can only go halfway, fantastic. Take note of your upper back, of the space that's forming in the lower back. And as it feels right, just wiggle around in this pose. Feel the areas of the body that want to stretch and move free. Feel the areas of the leg that are tight, that also want to be free, and breathe through them. Now, one vertebrae at a time. Bring your body up, taking special note of any of the moments that the vertebrae just want to pop back up and don't want to move on a smooth motion. Go ahead and reach back up. And bend oh so slightly to the right. Oh so slightly to the left. And back. and back to center. Keeping the eyes closed to bring our awareness back to the breath. And while we don't have the most space to do a physical yoga, what that did give us the opportunity to do was really take credence to where our body and our mind is at right now. And we're gonna come back throughout the week and check in with ourselves. Because GDC can be a very chaotic time. It's important to care for the mind and body during this time. So the last thing I'd like to do for this meditation before we go back to our podcast is in your mind for yourself, take note of what your own intention is for the day at GDC. It might be to learn, maybe it's to meet new people, maybe it's to find business opportunities, whatever it may be. Remember what that intention is and sit with it for a brief moment as you continue focusing on the sensation of the breath. So, Monday I heard, yesterday, right? What, uh, did anyone do anything good? Good presentation, something, uh, something interesting. Who sat in the sun? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The sun. yeah, that was good. That was good. Stefan, uh, your name, gender pronoun, <laughs> and, uh, and how you identify. Audio-wise. Uh, uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Stefan Schutz. I use a, a he as my pronoun. Um, I guess I'm a sound designer. And uh, yesterday, Alexander Brandon and I got into the Unity keynote, um, which was, look, if I'm perfectly honest, it was probably a bit long for what it was. Like, it was amazing content, 
but it was like two hours long. And I think towards the end of that, there were definitely some people cricking their necks and sort of shuffling around and looking at their phones. Um, but it, it, I can see why it was two hours because it was there was it was just all content. There wasn't really much faffing about. There was a lot of content that they were announcing, uh, new things for Unity, tons and tons of new pipeline changes. Um, the disappointing side was that there was not actually even the mention of the word sound. It didn't come up. Um, and, and, and Alex and I are kind of sit there going, sound, <coughs> um, <laughs> not loud enough for anybody else to hear. But it, it was. Uh, it was good to see um, some information on stuff other than audio, and I would actually recommend that's quite often really, really valuable for everyone. It's just to have a bit of a look at what else is going on, um, because I had not realised how far they've come with Unity. Wow, some of the some of the graphic stuff they're doing. Um, they were showing uh, some things that were basically like uh, sort of some commercial commercial stuff where they actually worked you know, a collaboration with BMW. And they had a scene where they had a real uh, filming of a, a real BMW, and they had the CG BMW, and they showed sort of the BM product, and they're like, "Which one's which?" And you couldn't tell. And this was all real time as well. They then showed a real time scene of a, of a character moving through an area, one of their demo team stuff, and it was gobsmacking. It was really beautiful. So Unity's got some really really cool stuff coming. Um, a lot of it looks an awful lot like blueprints, which was kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep an eye out for that one. But yeah, no, that was that was a really really good. They did live stream that, so I suspect that most of it's probably online now. If any of you want to check it out, but that was that was a really good. Yeah, I I know on that front with like the Unity audio stuff, they announced like the 2019s like move to having DSP happen in C sharp, which I found to be fascinating with their new burst compiler for all you technical people out there. So I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. They're going to change it so you're working in C-sharp. Yes. See, that's weird because everything else about yesterday's thing was, well, we're, gonna, everything we're going to take everything out of code so that we yeah. have the programmers yeah. and make more tools. Yeah, my understanding was like all that is going to be built on like a full C-sharp layer with like DSP actually existing in C-sharp as well with their new burst compiler. So you'll be able to make these notes. So anyway, I digress. <laughs> you can build the notes in C-sharp. Exactly. And then exposed in the uh, right. the blueprint like flow graph. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Anyway, cool. Thanks, Stefan. Sounds interesting. Unity, not just for ease anymore. Yeah. Who else saw something cool or had a great experience yeah. doing something? Going back there. All right. There. Yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm Karina Pardis. And I saw a talk by Layton Gray, and she was talking about how we tend to be terminally online, which she was talking about meant how we are constantly obsessing about the feedback that we get about our work online, and how that is dangerous because that influences us to transform our identity into a 2D version of ourselves on the screen because it's so affected and influenced by everything that we read about ourselves and our work online instead of being able to recognize that we as human beings deserve complexity and we deserve to be more than just somebody's review of what we've done. And I really love her positive outlook on our capabilities as creators to be able to still create and still tell our stories, to not be bullied into a virtual non-existence and just kind of hiding away and looking, you know, watching everyone else but not sharing our own uh, creative potential, to instead be able to share that and still thrive and not need to be addicted to what everyone else thinks. One of the things that she said that I thought was so funny was, will these people that I will never meet like me? Because I need the people I'll never meet to like me. But that's not, that's how it's going to work. So it, it was a fascinating talk. That sounds great. And that was part of the, the storytelling summit or indie game summit? Um, yeah, with the indie games. It was the Dream Daddy and Fearful Fathers how Indy does survive internally online. That's the name of the talk. Ah, excellent, excellent. Yeah. Cool, thanks for sharing. 
Other good things? Sure. Avril? Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Avril. Uh, they, them. Uh, sound designer, implementer. Uh, kind of mostly working in VR, messing around with a lot of spatializers. Uh, I went to the HTC Vive uh, talk that they had yesterday about their kind of update in what they're doing with their uh, VR software. And uh, I use their software a lot, or their, their, their SP. It's now called the 3DSP. And they did a lot this time. They actually integrated uh, equalizers into their spatial audio recognition. They have higher order ambisonics that are going through. But um, something that was kind of really, really exciting was uh, the, uh, I have notes about this. Uh, <laughs> uh, they have, they can process really high audio bit rate. So now it's uh, instead of, so now you can go up to 192, uh, which is, Super high is exciting, um, but it was really cool to see um, that it was progressing, that it was moving, that it didn't kind of stagnate, that they're still trying to improve. It's really cool. So this is like at the HTC booth or at the? the it was a panel. It was a panel. They also talked about the, the skeletal. They have a new kind of like skeletal where there's two cameras on the Vive Pro and they can con they can see all 15 points of your hand, okay. so that you can do this, hand you can do this. More and uh, Magic Leap and uh, Magic Leap, what is it? Uh, leap, motion. leap Motion. Leap Motion is the one that had the original little bar that you could do this with, but now um, a lot of other companies are using that same technology and doing different uh, gestures, which is really cool. Excited to hear. Nice. Nice. Thanks. Gestures and audio is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when those two things meet, it's a very, very powerful thing. Kenny, he had Jack Baldry's audio. I um, I went to a sponsored session yesterday. Sponsored sessions are where the people who are presenting are paid to be there so you can advertise at you. Um, but it says presented by the talk session um, by a company called Clink, who do natural language voice input. I'm trying to guess, trying to get into the game space. Um, so natural language is the sort of contemporary way of doing voice input. So you know. Apple Siri, Amazon Alexa, Google Home, where you can sort of speak to the device at your own way that you feel comfortable and it gets injected across a neural network and extracts information and then you can do stuff with that. Um, that's obviously really in vogue right now. Um, and it's, you know, I'm sort of, I've got some limited experience of uh, training those systems from the past project. And so I was just interested to see what, what they were like. And I was expecting to be unimpressed, but uh, although they're the pitch was a bit ropey, and um, the tech was actually pretty robust. And I think they're on the expo, so I'm going to go and check it out firsthand to see what, what it's like. What's the name of the company again? Clink, C-L-I-N-C. Cool. Technology. So, uh, Jonathan, again, uh, technical sound designer. Uh, I also went to something, um, you mentioned Alexa. Yeah. Um, went to the Amazon Alexa talk, and they had an interesting kind of suite of games and apps that they are exploring. There's some straightforward stuff that's like, um, you know, family party quiz questions. Uh, they have like a button peripheral that lights up with different colors, and there's sort of time challenges with that. They also had a board game that was integrated with Alexa that's like a sort of clue, uh, L.A. Noir-style murder mystery thing. Um, with like a full like four or five hours of uh, full voice acting, full cast and everything. And uh, something else interesting, they were talking about making like companion apps for uh, like full software. Like I think they gave an example of something like um, you'd be playing Anthem and you could uh, say, okay, um, create like a waypoint at this location or identify, uh, if you played Apex Legends, you know, like you can sort of um, use some of the predetermined VO callouts for uh, like certain contextual things in the game, like an attack over here, a spot over there. You could um, do like in-app purchases or you know um, make commands like that without having to bring up contextual menus. So just trying to take stuff that's normally like menu divey um, and port that over into a fourth space, more seamless thing that doesn't interrupt the flow of your gameplay. I'm very curious about that. Sweet, it's kind of uh, connect. 2.0, right? It's like, yeah. Or maybe connect that works. <laughs> 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 
new technology when you know it evolves, right? Uh, right, and we have the history that we carry with us, so it's cool. It's cool when we see that those creative leaps that then start to weave themselves into the fabric of the experience, right? As players, uh, and how audio, you know, contributes to that. Cool. Thanks. That's a huge space, right? Uh, that, yeah, hasn't quite found its footing interactively. However, like, is becoming ubiquitous in a certain strata of, of the world. So one of the interesting things, I'm not totally clued up in the space, but when I was living at a couple of years ago, one of the issues uh, with that and Alexa stuff is that there was no way to monetize anything you made for it. Mm. So, you know, money's not the be all end all, you know, everyone's going to pay the bills, so that's actually stopping progress and people experimenting in that. Um, so I don't know if that's still the case with that or with those offerings and stuff, but certainly that's why I'm interested in looking at a third party who's not tied to any of those big vendors, is that that then gives you opportunity to bring that kind of tech into your project and <coughs> exploit it and hopefully pay some bills at the same time. Yeah. And
and they also talked about the idea of just people using their app and earning money now. So there's some they're definitely looking at that. Cool. So every year I write this guide to Game Audio GC. Did anyone peruse that? Right. Cool. Uh, and one of the talks that I recommended yesterday was by a woman named Timony West, who's kind of a VR, um, I would call her visionary. Uh, and it's, it's pretty cool um, to have folks like that shining a light. And I'm wondering if someone who is there. Yes. Matt Miller, EM, sound design, implementation, occasionally music. The right place at the right time. Um, so yes, I went to this talk. It's called, and I'm still digesting this, but I think it feeds into uh, what a lot of people uh, checked out yesterday. It's called Mental Models and Systems for Spatial Computing. What the hell is that? So um, Timothy, she's uh, presented this sort of utopian morning uh, using technology. So. She wakes up, uh, her coffee maker knows what time she wants her coffee made. She has a yoga mat and she's, she's her New Year's resolution is she's gonna do stretching before she gets on with her day. But this particular morning she hits the uh, snooze button. And that's cool because her coffee maker now delays the time it makes her coffee. So it's not gonna be disgusting, but she wants to drink it. She gets up to do her stretching her yoga mat is there, and she has a very simple interface connected to the yoga mat that will start playing her sonus. Uh, the volume isn't quite right, and with an eye gaze, she can look at the sonus, and a UI comes up where she can see the volume, and she can change the volume. So it goes on and on, and uh, her, her mission is to make us all, everyone, the entire, uh, everyone on Earth, uh, galactic citizens, and this is, beginning of her path to get us all there. Sign me up. Uh, so they, um, uh, you know, at, I'm sure everyone that heard the Google and the Alexis and even this talk, everyone's thinking in the back of their mind, privacy, 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 like it's this, these things know everything about me. Um, and so that was actually part of the discussion where there's this sort of matrix of where information exists. Um, is it public? Does it just exist in the space that you're in? Um, is it private among certain people or is it just with the individual? There's that part and then there's this other part of the matrix where um, how should this UI present itself? Should it be attached to the yoga mat? Should it be an eye gaze? And the third component to this is getting computers to not be computers, but to be able to contextualize the information they're giving us. And in a great example she gave uh, early on in the years of Facebook, uh, she broke up with her boyfriend, or they broke up, whatever, and every couple days, Facebook would say, hey, you haven't checked in with so-and-so, you haven't checked in with so-and-so, you haven't checked in so and then she said, well, then a dog must have you know, had a heartbreak and decided to put the mute button in there. And then she recently had a divorce, and Facebook came up with, um, would you like to take a break from, from this connection right now? So that's the way she sees computers uh, evolving, where they can really contextualize uh, the information they give us and how they present us stuff. Um, and yeah, I, I, again, I'm still digesting it, and uh, I think it feeds into, oh, I guess the, the important thing in all this is that they have a toolkit called Project Mars. I don't know if they brought it up at the, uh, at the keynote. Um, but they're not, they're not expecting devs to create the tools to achieve all these things. And these are things that, you know, late night we have conversations wouldn't be cool if, but apparently Unity is actually creating these tools for Interesting. So Unity Project Mars is a toolkit that... Um, yes. I didn't quite get if it's available now in some form or another, but um, it's, you know, it's good. Yeah. 
wow. Like, it takes, uh, it takes a, a vision like that to imagine our futures and, and really unpack all those different pieces of it, right? From the um, visual, gestural aspect of maybe the future of interaction, how sound plays a role in that, of course. Um, and then, you know, how do we build towards that future? Um, interesting. Was anyone else at that talk? I was not at that but I just as I go ahead and follow up. Uh, after a very rapid Google search, uh, Project Mars is coming to uni as an experimental package later this year. So it's not quite out yet, but they're working on that. Was that the first Google result? Because that was published in 2018. So yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, building the future, right? Um, yeah, there was a there was a great talk last year by um, by I would I would say the evangelist at Leap Motion, and he similarly was imagining with the future. He had actually crafted a bunch of AR videos. Um, imagining what a future might be and I think ask some really deep questions about privacy and about how we um, almost gamify our lives in some ways through our device interactions and how that will transpose itself into an augmented reality situation. We're thinking up his, his video and talk from last year as well. On, on the same kind of visionary imagining the future of what this VR, AR, XR, MR world is starting to open up. Um, is anyone working in VR? Yep. AR, MR, XR? Yep. So, cool. So it's, it's, it's cool to see that slice here at GBC. It's overflowed uh, and uh, and again, I think there's, there's, a, there's a long future ahead of that. Um, and it, to me, that those opportunities to affect change right now are the greatest because the, um, because the future's not written. So if, if you are working in that area, you know, I just urge people to kind of try and envision that um, that future in a way that, um, yeah, hopefully goes well for us. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's 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 interesting on that note too because every every kind of big company in the space right now is is working on their own version of that. So Magic Leap calls that the Magic Verse, and we're working on our own version of that of that kind of like persistence and kind of keeping things in the world and having things tied to physical locations. AR Kit has their own version of that, and you know. Just like different operating systems are going to, you know, exist today with a certain amount of interoperability, you know, one can expect the future XR devices that we wear on us all the time to have the same kind of thing. But then, you know, we've I, I, I see that we've kind of made this this current generation of smartphone devices that we have interconnected with us at all times have a certain type of user experience that isn't necessarily the most authentic, nor does it necessarily pay credence to the best end user experience. And health, and in, in you know, honestly, so it, it's really interesting now because it's like, all right, we're creating a new version of this that's now spatial, and exists, you know, not just in our pockets but around us at all times. And it's like, okay, so if we're in this space and we're creating for it, every single thing that we're creating is really laying the, the framework of what our day-to-day -day lives are going to be in five to ten years. It's 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 like we're on a path. It's just it's it's not going to stop. So if you're in it now, it's just like, why, why are you doing it? Who are you doing it for? And, and it's just like always, uh, at least for me personally, it's like that, that ethical thing is like always on my mind. And I'm, I'm, I'm always seeing it. And I'm at least so far thankful that, you know, a lot of the creators in this space do have their hearts in the right place. But, you know, it's, it's I don't want to dive too deep into the ethics of it since this is a game audio media, but if you want to talk about that, <laughs> let's talk about that. <laughs> it, it does bring in the, um, the I'm, I'm assuming you're probably referring to the, the comment that came recently where uh, there was a 
an announcement of uh, HoloLens getting some interesting backing from the US military. And then there was a whole bunch of staff at Microsoft who just went, no, thank you. Yep. And they, they literally, I don't know how many there was, but there was a group of them who literally put their hand up, which is actually really a brave thing to do because you know when you're working for these tech companies, you don't know whether the response is, oh, okay, goodbye. But they, they, they literally put their hands up and sort of said, we, we do not want this to just be weaponized. You know, this is great new technology and all, but please don't use it to shoot at people. Right. Totally. I mean, yeah, that, that contract, like, has was shopped around for a while. And, like, every time it was just like, oh, gosh. Like, at least for me, I was like, this is, this is a moment where it's like, okay, well, there's a certain amount of acceptance that has to go into the fact that, like, okay, well, as an individual, as an organization, like, all these things will be you know, using that kind of capacity also, but like then, uh, you know, what elements do we have the, do we have the opportunity to also then, you know, maybe curb the UX user experience of it. So, so it is a little healthier for, you know, the average consumer and, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a deep topic. <laughs> deep topic, early morning. Great company. Game audio podcast. <laughs> but, but I think, that, so again, I, I, I'll draw a line here. It's an it's a open forum, and, and what I love about each day is it uh, helps to surface and highlight different things. And where the conversation goes is always fascinating. And, and each year, you see different different topics kind of emerge as themes and certainly the hype of VR is low but the quandary of it the thinking behind it is very strong right and so it's it's interesting to year after year kind of follow the trajectory and again like to to be here at this moment in time as it's being established uh, is a rare opportunity. So, if you're interested and in con uh, contributing to that, uh, now seems like a great time to get on board. Uh, okay, so drawing the line. Uh, yesterday was awesome. Dren McDonald pulled together the VGM party at the Pagan Idol. Uh, it was dark and loud for a while and full, but thinned out and was a cool hang later in the evening. Uh, did anyone make it out to that? Yep. Sweet. Excellent. Um, and then let's flash forward. Here we are. It's Tuesday, right? Okay, Tuesday. Um, the big thing going on today, from my perspective, this is the audio boot camp. This is the first day of audio talks. And it is the one day that you have only one audio talk all day long, right? I mean, there's more than one at a time, but one at a time. Thank you. I'm here for you. <laughs> Words. I need y'all for those. Yep, good. Uh, so, I'm a co coordinator of the audio boot camp along with Scott Selfin. So, I hope to see everyone there for the lineup that we pulled together. Uh, each year is, is a wild stew of interactivity as Scott and I try to put together a day that encompasses as um, many different disciplines and aspects of game audio as possible. Uh, we, it has uh, historically been seen as kind of a 101 boot camp introduction, but in its evolution and in the evolution of uh, the audio community, um, the experience level of people coming to the boot camp has, has raised over time. And so while we're not necessarily angling for the what is sound, what is game audio um, 101 experience, uh, there's just a lot of diversity there um, across the different types of game audio, um, deep niches of game audio. And I, I wonder if um, anyone here would like to talk about any of the presentations today. <laughs> oh, hi, Damien. <laughs> hi, I'm Debbie Cooper, and I'm going to be teaching um, at Sharon at 3:30 um, about casting and directing game uh, voices for games. So, 
we're using more voices in so many ways. And I think the biggest trouble that most indie uh, developers who are just getting into adding voices is how do I get them in there? How do I find them? What do I do in order to find the best ones? And I want to just share with you some really fairly easy ways to figure out how to get your scripts to people, choose your people, and then talk to them in a way they understand. Awesome. ACB. Looking forward to that one. Other speakers at the booth? That's in room whatever. That's in that's in, that's in room um, boot camp. I think it's three thousand two. Okay, three thousand two. Yeah. That my talk is at uh, three thirty. Three o'clock. Sorry. Oh, three. <laughs> I'm just gonna see the deal. Is I'm gonna be there all day. Whatever my whatever my time comes up, I'll do it. <laughs> We also have the lunchtime surgery. Yeah, so you want to talk about what those are? No, you talk about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. Who's been to a lunchtime surgery at Boot Camp? Yeah, do it. All right. Um, I'm Mike Cardillo. I'm a, I'm a veteran post-production mixer and sound designer who um, just kind of exploring the possibilities of bringing mixed techniques into games. So I went through the whole boot camp thing last year, loved it. Lunchtime surgeries was one of my favorite parts. Uh, it's kind of like speed dating with the people who are talking during the boot camp. And so you sit at a table and they come and they spend their 10 or 12 minutes or one or two minutes longer than they're supposed to and it's awesome. Um, and you just start going down these rabbit holes of audio conversation and it's really beautiful because it's contained. Um, it's contained to the quantity and somewhat the time, but the conversation can go anywhere. And to me, that was one of my highlights of GDC last year. Because I missed the site class thing, sorry, but I'm here this year. So, awesome, cool, good rundown. Uh, anyone else speaking? Um, yeah, I'm speaking today at the bootcamp as well. Um, so, uh, Kate, I was talking about before. You know, what are we focusing on for the day? Like to be today, my focus is on sharing. Um, so, I will be obviously part of the uh, lunchtime surgeries. Uh, I'm going to take full advantage of the speed at which I speak. Right now I'm speaking much, much slower than I normally do. So I will be I will be yeah, so so hang on if you if you want to engage me at lunchtime. Um, so I've been doing uh, VR and AR stuff now for quite some time. Um, I released a book last year which I believe might have been the first book on audio production for VR and AR and I'm giving a presentation at 440 and I'm basically going to be talking about my car. Um, using a common object that all of us either own or have at the very least experienced to use the, the primary context for how we can and I would suggest benefit from uh, approaching uh, audio production for VR, AR, MR, XR, QR, VR. Um, uh, I started uh, years ago with the whole idea that you know VR is all about immersion and, and it is. But VR, AR, XR, and a lot of these things, one of the really, really important things that I've learned that is also really valuable to understand is scale. And the car is just a perfect object to talk about uh, the impact of scale in your, in your thing. So I'll be talking about that in my session at 440, but at lunchtime surgeries, um, if you want to talk about anything, sit down, strap in, bring a recorder, then you can play it back Thanks, Stefan. Uh, any other speakers here? Wait, I've gone you're rogue. not talking at the boot camp. No, I've, but... gone, I've gone rogue. I'm not talking at the boot camp. I, I'm, I'm, giving a, I'm giving a talk to the VRDC folk, um, if anyone has access to that one. I'm talking about, um, it's, a, it's called Every Sound in the Universe, uh, New Frontiers for Audio UX. I think I have the longest name of a, <laughs> of a talk that I've used every word they gave me. So, but uh, but really, uh, so I'm working working on this magic leap thingy. Uh, so, not and but I'm not focusing on that. Uh, kind of going back on some of these conversations we had, thinking about accessibility, thinking about uh, the big brain that has all the data about us. 
Um, how do we interface with it? And what are, what is the audio feedback that we get that get back because of it? It's like some hardware has one or two inputs, some of them have all of the inputs, some of them are kind of going crazy. Um, some of them you just talk to, some of them you have controllers, some of them uh, have visuals, some don't. Um, so kind of going down that tangent. And just sort of new opportunities for, for sound to give you feedback. That's more than just a keyboard, mouse, phone, pair of speakers kind of thing. Radical. Sounds great. And what time is that at? That is at 2.10 in the South Hall. Gotcha. VR pass holders, there's a few. Console, cool, cool. But it's, it's a, I catered it more towards because I know I'm not going to the audio book, so I catered it more towards the VRDC book. That's great. Yeah. Uh, and it's that kind of advocacy across disciplines. I think that the the further I go in my career, feels like it gains value, right? And recognize for a moment that. Everyone here is an advocate for audio outside of audio, right? So we're all, we all have these relationships in, with developers and building those bridges cross discipline for me becomes, you know, one of, one of the important things uh, in my career, not just when I'm at a studio, right? Because I totally need uh, allies in animation and VFX and physics. Like, those are the folks that really are going to empower audio on a project, right? So not only do I need to build those bridges uh, on my team with my project, but also in a, the community here at GDC. And so it's cool to be able to cross. Uh, yeah, you talk. It's, I mean, we're, we're all the same family, right? But you do kind of have to step outside of, of, um, of the bubble that that you live in to try and bridge those gaps? Um, I went to a couple narrative design talks yesterday, and it made me realize that I want to learn that vocabulary more. And because you know, we're all feeding the narrative ultimately, so maybe it would have more uh, productive conversation or understanding of you talked about. I mean, yeah, it's subtle things, but uh, it's, it's very intriguing to me. Yeah, speaking like the languages of different disciplines. Like, I might have slept through most of high school, so then when I started talking to physics folks and they were talking about uh, velocity or mass, I was like, oh, right. <laughs> what is that again? Uh, and so, you know, getting, getting the vocabulary across different disciplines to talk with, you know, particle effects folks or... Um, talking about tweening animations, you know, it's like every discipline has its own vocabulary, just like we do, right? You start throwing sample rates and hertz out at folks. And you're that's like, normal. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows what that is. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Especially not audio. Right. So, um, so, yeah, definitely go outside of it. Does anyone have plans today to go to a presentation not in audio? Google Keynote. Google Keynote. Oh, that's right. Which is like, say. don't go to that, go to Lydia Andrews' talk at 10 in the boot camp. But I'm promoting her so I don't feel bad because I'm going to be Ah, got it. Yeah, Lydia is the audio director at Ubisoft Quebec, just helped ship Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And she is the first speaker of the day at the boot camp at 10 o'clock. And she's going to talk about uh, systems design to support this epic um, world. And how they how they could possibly create or implement all of the sound for this dynamic living space um, as a team. So systems talk, drink your coffee. It's going to be awesome. Uh, other good stuff. Uh, Philip Connick from Rovio is going to talk about sound design in, using Angry Birds as a context. Um, so really cool aesthetic and technical talk from him. Um, John Matz is going to talk about theatrical music uh, or music theatricality uh, interactively with how those things relate with games and theater. Um, Gerard Marino is going to talk about <coughs> some sweet tricks for looping sounds, looping music. Um, I'm sure that's going to be super insightful. 
Um, so yeah, hope everyone can make it. Uh, it's going to be a good time. It's Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> so what's happening tonight? Dens and Friends. <coughs> Say it again. Oh, Dens and Friends. What is that? There is a dinner. It's the Jillianth Annual Game Audio Dens and Friends Audio uh, Acoustically Appropriate <laughs> Meeting <laughs> at California Pizza Kitchen. Starts at 5.30 and goes until they just have to close. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. And that's open invite. You're all invited. Great. I told them everybody's coming. <laughs> and so it just it's a drop in. Yeah. Cool. Tip them well. Yeah, tip them well. Yeah, for sure. Be sure to tip them well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They they bend over backwards for us every year. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so that's definitely on the list. Anyone else got fun plans? Anything exciting? Uh, tonight's the the karaoke thing. Yeah. Yeah. The game on karaoke is tonight. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Folks that signed up for karaoke. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 All right. There's a sign up. <laughs> well, I was not. Too soon, pal. Time date. Too soon, party. Later on. That's how the DNA lounge. Yeah, I think that had, uh, that might have a, a, a door charge. Okay, DNA lounge, chip tune, jam. Yeah, it's at three seventy-five Eleventh Street, so it's a two. Got it. Grab those Ubers and share them, maybe. All right. Anything else exciting tonight? What you got? Hi, I'm Mark, composer. Composer. Um, there's a party at the ICA um, event on at the Children's Museum. I want to say at like six o'clock, uh, which would be cool. There'll be a lot of developers there. Um, Sweet. Uh, there is the apocalypse. which is a play test party at um, Park 55 Windham, San Francisco. It's like a lot of indie uh, indie games, student games, big, massive play test party. Super fun. Cool. 12-y? And uh, if you guys know Dan Chrislip or Nick Collin from Skew Sound, they are also having a Skew Sound GDC mixer tonight as well. Cool. Uh, so, yeah. Um, there's also at Hawthorne the Belgian Games Cafe. Uh, so if you want to know more about the games developed in that little country over in Europe that nobody knows about, normally there's good beers. So where's that happening? <laughs> it's it's on Evan Bright. If you look for it, uh, GDC should pop up. Uh, I don't know if it's sold out yet. Uh, normally it's quite open, so it should be. Cool. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, here's the thing. Today is pretty easy, right? There's one talk at a time in the audio track. We've got some other things kind of happening. Uh, you know, tonight clearly there's a lot going on, right? Um, be safe. Find some folks. Group up. Uh, make friends. You know good to each other. Um, it gets way more interesting from this moment on, and I just want to say uh, take care. Um, thank you for joining us this morning for the conversation. Wow. Yeah. Really good to see everyone, and thank you for contributing, uh, everyone who did, and those who weren't able to today, I hope you can come back another time. Okay.
Everyone, hey, sorry I didn't want to interrupt. No, go. But, um, my name is Gio. I'm an audio engineer from Sennheiser, and I just wanted to say before everyone goes, thank you so much for coming. We're really happy to have the whole podcast here. Um, but if you get tired during the middle of the day of all the workshops and the lectures going on, and you actually want to experience or get some demos and uh, kind of take a breath, uh, feel free to come back to the store between 12 and noon. Or, sorry. <laughs> between 12 and 2, or noon and 2, however you like it. Um, for some demos, we're going to be uh, showing upstairs. Um, just feel free to come by. We're going to be showing an application that uh, sometimes are made for Magic Leap, which is this interactive uh, audio soundscape experience. Really, really fun. Um, also, 3D digital ear scanning by Lantos. If you're interested in, you know, looking at custom molds for earphones or, or uh, getting a model of your ear, and also Protos Reformer Pro. I don't know if anybody in the audience has heard about that, but really cool way to take an arbitrary audio input basically map that to Foley sound or animal sounds. I've used it to turn my voice into a tiger before. Super cool. Um, but yeah, if you, if you want to take a break and have some demos, please come by and we'll be happy to have you. Awesome. Yeah.